Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the gloom tomb of Los Angeles, California. Uh, It's going to be a fantastic episode yet again. Today we are going to get an interview with I think one of the biggest I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fans, um, a guy I haven't met but I've texted with, I'm looking forward to talking to him, a man Chino from the group The Deftones. I know you're probably being like, yo, Mike Rapp, what the fuck do you know about The Deftones? And I'm going to be honest, not much. Okay, I've done my research. Obviously, I've heard of The Deftones, humongous rock group that's been rocking since the 90s, still touring, still killing it. Um... And the lead singer, Chino, who's from L.A., uh, I, I've heard that he was a fan of the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. Um, we have some mutual friends. I heard him mention us in an interview. And uh, I'm calling him up to talk to him because uh, he's been touring and in the music business, hard body karate for a long time. So I got a lot of questions for him about just like what goes on on the tour buses, uh, what, 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 what city, what state has, uh, you know, the prettiest chicks, wildest story. So we're going to rock with my man Chino from uh, the Deftones. Um, I'll be honest, I did my first fantasy football real draft. You know, I've been talking about my mock drafts. I did my first real draft, and it went well. It wasn't the perfect draft that I dream of, that I think about, that I crave accomplishing 
Um, but it's a very good draft. It's in this other league that I'm doing, not the Stern League, the Stern League draft and the details of this draft I will re- reveal in the next episode. I cannot give, uh, I, I call it my music industry uh, uh, league. That's the one I just did. I'll tell you who's in it. A couple of people you know. Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia. He's from Oakland. Uh, Wale, the rapper. And a whole bunch of other uh, music people, but those are the uh, the name brand dudes. Um, my man Mike Kaiser, who's like an A and R this and head of this label. I've known him since I was like thirteen years old. Um, and they wanted to dance with the Dingo. Oh yeah, and now they're dancing. They're fucking dancing. Uh, so so they got a little a little taste of the delight. Rappaport's delight. And the draft went good. Again, I can't reveal uh, my draft because uh, my Stern draft is coming up. And I don't want any of those people in the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League trying to steal uh, any of my um, tactics um, and, and, and moves. Because trust me, they're listening to every single word I fucking say. Not all of them, but there's a few people in the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League. They're watching. They're listening. And they're looming, okay? But you can't stop me, you fuck you, okay? You can't stop the bum rush. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're going to get into it right now. All right, so <clears throat> I uh, watched the, the uh, reluctantly watched the Video Music Awards, the MTV Video Music Awards, and a couple of things occurred to me during that show. Um, the first thing that was discouraging is that I am older than, I'd say, 85% of the people that performed and that were on the fucking show, maybe 95%. And I am old enough to be the father of, I don't know, 65 to 70% of the people that uh, performed last night. Uh, it freaked me out. It freaked me the fuck out that 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 I realized that these could be my children. They're 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 young enough for me to have fathered these people. Um, Ariana Grande, uh, namefully uh, her. I don't know. She's like 17, 16, 20. I don't know how old she is. Um, there, there's a there's a bunch of them. A lot of them I don't even know their names. Uh, they're just. Uh, uh, I, I like Ariana Grande. Uh, you know, for whatever it's worth. But uh, the majority of them, I don't even know who they are. It, it was really, really uh, concerning to me. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, when you get to that point where you're like people in the NBA, that could be your son. Like, I could be Kyrie Irving's father. Now, you're probably saying, well, no, 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 how could you? Yeah, I, I could be. Blake Griffin is young enough to be my fucking son. That could be my son, illegitimately. Who knows? Okay. No one's done a DNA test. No one's checked to see if Blake Griffin wasn't my son. And I'm not saying he is my son. But technically, he could be my son. These are things that you start to deal with when you're 46 years old. Yet and still, I watch these awards and I'm like, this is a shit show. I feel bad for the people that this is all they they, they could reference. Um, uh, The music is, is busted. It's broken, and, and I don't think it's fixable. Um, Kanye West was up there talking that bullshit again. He's still talking about Taylor Swift. 
uh, still just being the first one to give himself these broad stroke compliments about he's like Disney and he's like Ford and he's like Steve Jobs. And then he brought up the fact that somebody, oh, rich, older white people said, don't compare yourself to them. He said that. He said, you know, older people or some people. And then he said, AK, white people. Um, and they were saying, don't compare. I'm, I'm telling you, 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 you ain't Steve Jobs. Okay. You, you ain't Walt Disney. You're a good rapper and a good producer who's not perfect. You're not the greatest. You're not the best producer. You're not the best rapper. I don't know what the fuck you really think it is, but you're, you're totally out of touch. And, 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 and this is a perfect time. If hip hop wanted to be controlled and, and, uh, sort of brought back down to a sort of a level playing field, this would be a perfect time. Just the same way when, when, when the great Nas, Nas Escobar, uh, he felt like Jay-Z was getting bigger than the music and talking like he was, this is between them. This is what he said. He felt like he was getting bigger than the music. So he went at him and they battled. It was fantastic. Why nobody goes at Kanye West? I don't understand it. It doesn't have to turn into some craziness. Just hip hop battles. This, this dude is breaking one of the, one of the primary codes of hip hop which is you, you ain't bigger than the, than, than, than the culture. You're not bigger than hip-hop as a whole. Nobody wants to hear you talking that shit, your long speeches, you sound nuts. And, and, and to be honest with you, I feel bad for, I feel bad for this dude. He, he, he's out of touch. This is what happens when that super-duper, super... Put, put a mask on your face. Go back into reality for a few months. Hide. I know it's hard being famous. It's hard for me to be as famous as I am. It's fucking rough out there. Can't imagine how hard it is to be Kanye West. That being said, hold your head. Get your mind right. Refocus. You ain't all that, Duke. Your new record is whack. It's not even hip-hop. He premiered this video uh, that Iman Shumpert was in, uh, and his wife, beautiful, I mean gorgeous, Tiana Taylor. Like The whole opening part of the video is... Her dancing, and it's like some, you'll always remember where you were the first time you saw Tiana Taylor dance in that video. She got it in. She got busy. And then uh, Amon Shumpert, who I believe they're married or they're getting married, beautiful wife, beautiful, he's got a fucking cute, fat, and I say that with love, beautiful baby, beautiful family, but you're naked in the video, okay? I don't know what you're doing, Duke. You're still in the NBA, Hold your head. Okay, but your wife was fantastic. I mean, you'll, I, I'll tell you, that was one of the more impressive uh, 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 dance routines. It's like when Janet Jackson did Control, remember that shit? Same type of thing. But I don't remember where I was the first time I saw the Janet Jackson in Control. I will always remember where I was the first time I saw Homegirl get busy in that Kanye West video. That being said, the song ain't hip-hop. It's not dope. Uh, I'm not impressed by that, but the video was dope. Amon Shumpert, why you're butt naked in the video made no sense to me. Um, but I got nothing to say about, uh, your beautiful family and you, you have a, and if you want somebody to babysit that little baby you have, I will do it for free. It'd be my pleasure. Gorgeous, fat, little chunky little baby. Um, another thing that happened, Beyonce performed. And she killed it as the way she kills it. She performed for like 15 minutes. It was like a mini concert. It wasn't even like a, like a little, she didn't just do one song. She did like a whole 
like a whole mini concert. She she did what she does. Listen, how could you say anything bad about Beyonce? She she's beautiful. She's flawless. I think she that's one of her songs, flawless. She doesn't miss a step. She doesn't miss a beat. Uh, she's provocative. Uh, now she's uh, become conscious. But there's something very musical theatery I, th- I feel about Beyonce's performances. They're too perfect. What do you mean that everybody strives for perfection? I, I know, but it, it's just like, I, I, I don't want to say soulless because there's definitely soul in it, but it's just like there's no, there's no bumps in the road. There's no flaws. It's just too manicured. Um, and, and that's great thing. It, it, it's like if she was doing a fantasy draft, she would do the, the, the perfect draft. And she'd have a better team than me, okay? But, but that's just not what I, I'm, I'm attracted to as an artist. So she kicked ass, as she does, because Beyonce, she's an ass kicker. She doesn't fuck around. Um, the sad thing about the Beyonce performance is that after she performed, they, 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 they threw Britney Spears out there, who's getting some Lifetime Achievement Award or some icon something or dumping. I couldn't focus. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Poor Britney Spears had to follow... The Queen Bee. And it looked fucked up. First of all, she's not in her prime anymore. She looked great. You know, she, she's, she's, you know, a good performer, a solid performer. Obviously, she's iconic. You want to see her doing well because she flipped out at some point. I don't know. I, I'm not good with time. Uh, but it was maybe it was the late 90s and the early 2000s. She, she bugged out. But how can you put Britney Spears on after Beyonce? That's not fair to Britney Spears. Like if I'm Beyonce, I'm like, yo, let, let, let this girl rock. Let, 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 let her do this. Let, let, let everybody be my opening act and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close the show. Because she looked average at best after performing after the Queen Bee. And then Rihanna, I don't understand how they were divvying it up. She performed like, I think, 14 different times during the VMAs. And I have no problem with it. Fucks with Rihanna. Fucks with her hard body. She's so fine and so bad that I like her music. And if it wasn't her, I absolutely wouldn't like her music. I like her songs, but I like her. I like her a lot. Uh, And uh, see, the difference for me between her and Beyonce is that Rihanna, there's flaws. Like she's not the best singer, but she's a good singer. She's not. The best dancer, but she's a very, very, very good dancer. But there's a sexuality and a sort of, in, in acting, there's like two, two sort of schools of thought. There's presentational, where you're sort of doing it outwards. It's sort of like theater acting. And, 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 and it's great. You know, it's fantastic. And then there's a representing, representational acting. And it's just a little different thing. And I think in music and art in general, they're, 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 that could be said for the same things. And I feel like Beyonce is presenting this beautiful, fully manicured, perfect package. And I feel like Rihanna is representing what she's doing. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, and then she, she, she won the Michael Jackson something, something or other award, uh, Rihanna. And uh, I believe it's her boyfriend, Drake. Or they've dated. I don't know. I know at one point uh, the great Coxman, uh, the great stickman Leonardo DiCaprio and her were rumored to be together, uh, which is no surprise because, you know, can a stickman stick? Yes, he can. Can a stickman stick? Yes, he can. Can a stickman stick? Yes, he can. We'll go on. 
Go on. That's shout out to uh, Can I Kick It by Tribe Called Quest. Uh, shout out to Fife Dog and Q-Tip and a, the entire Quest, all Questers, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, Jerobi White. Um, I'm going to get to uh, Can a Stick Man Stick and, and Hussein Bolt next, right after this, if I can remember. Because this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. If you've never listened before, we do not fact check anything. Um, but while uh, Drake was presenting Rihanna with her award, he bugged out. He said that he was in love with Rihanna since he was 22, and he was up there uh, playing himself. Uh, that's what we'd call it. Like, yo, either ask her to marry you, wife her up, or hold your head. She ain't trying to do all that. She's trying to accept her award, and you over there blushing. Like, you, 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 you fanning out, Duke. Hold your head. Get your mind right. It's the VMAs. She didn't ask you to do all that fly shit at the VMAs. You're up there telling your personal feelings and all that. Trying to kiss her on the mouth. She gave you the cheek. Okay? We're not doing uh, PDAs up here at the VMAs. Okay? You get the cheek, Duke. You know, or, 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 or get on your hands and knees and, and, and ask her to marry you. Because all this other shit, you're making me uncomfortable, my man. Like, who do you love? You, you, you love Aaliyah? You, you name dropping Taraji? And then you're saying you were in love with Rihanna and you're blushing on stage during the VMAs. Hold your head. Get your mind right. Um, and that was my assessment of the VMAs. It, it all sounded like fucking noise uh, about two hours into it. It sounded like chaos and noise to me. It was just all over the place. They don't even have a single host. They have like nine people hosting it. They had um, those two dudes. I like them. Keenan and... Keenan, fuck, it's not Keenan and Kel. God damn it. Shit. I can't remember these dudes' name. They're funny, man. This is gonna, this is gonna the Iron Rap Porcerio podcast. We don't we don't fact check. And then we have my man Jay Farrow. He was one of the hosts. Um, and then they had some other chick. And then they had uh DJ Khaled, whose tagline is We the Best. And my tagline is at what? What are you the best at? Um that's my tagline. DJ Khaled did a good job. He, he's the, the, the guy who goes, we the best. And then my tagline every time he says that is, at what? Um, so last week I, I posed the question, can a stick man stick in this day and age? And this was uh, brought up because of uh, Hussein Bolt. <clears throat> he, was, um, he was put on Snapchat after he spent the night with a lady in Brazil um, and she, she put him on Snapchat. She says she didn't know who he was. You know who he is now. Um, and, and if you don't know who he is, and he's just a guy you're hooking up with, why are you taking all the pictures? Come on. We, we, you knew who he was. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you, you just, you just freaking off with just anybody? I mean, shit, if you don't know he's a gold medal winner, why he, he ain't all that. What are you doing? Um, and I was saying, you know, some daily news reporter, I can't remember his name. He, he had said, you know, and he, you know, he kind of blew him up. He blew him up. He was like, uh, you know, Hussein Bolt, and he's supposedly in a relationship with a girlfriend, and, and, and la, 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 la. And the question was, can a stick man stick? Well, it turns out, yes, he can. Uh, because a few nights later, uh, Hussein Bolt was continuing his post-Olympic world tour, and he was in London, and he left the nightclub with seven chicks. Can a stick man stick? Yes, he fucking can. That's what I expect to see from a gold medal winner. 
a dude that's won nine or ten gold medals in the last three Olympics, you're supposed to leave the club in London with six or seven bad-ass chicks, especially if you're not married. Do your thing. Do your thing. That is a, a, a monumental stickman moment. Keep going like that, and you might make the top 30 2016 list of greatest stickmen of all time. That will be coming out at the end of the year. Top 30 greatest stickmen of all time. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, we're doing it big time. Um, I'm about to call my man Chino from the Deftones. I'm calling my man G Monetti, G Moody. Uh, they're calling us now the EPMD of podcasting, me, me and Mr. Moody. Um, he's in the Bronx. Um, next week, I'll be in New York City, and we'll be rocking face-to-face, all Moody and Rappaport, everything. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. Just so you know, Friday, October 14th, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast World Tour continues October 14th in Las Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Rappacon is forming, and, and what we're trying to do is, apparently there is a couple that wants to get married uh, during the live show in Vegas, okay? And, and I'm trying to become an ordained minister so I can marry these people October 14th at the Hard Rock Hotel, okay? And then October 16th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, we're doing it to uh, cities... Uh, where 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 things aren't things aren't always what they seem. Uh, I, I'm not a big Vegas fan, but I'm going to be all in for for the for the 14th. We'll be there the 14th and the 15th, cooling out, and then we are going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, the 16th. If you want to get tickets for the live show, go to www.imrapporttour.com. The information on Rapicon is uh, is going to be on Twitter and on the site. I seriously hope this couple decides to get married on October 14th. I know Mr. Morris. Uh, the Secretary of Defense of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is working on this. I will be totally down to become ordained and marry these people. I have no idea what it takes, but I'm about that life. Um, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Casper is an award-winning mattress. 2015, it was, it was given one of the best inventions of the entire year. If you're looking to get a mattress, trust me, the only place to go is Casper. Casper Mattress, you could try the mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. It's made in America. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. A king-size mattress is just 950 bucks. okay? Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Visit Casper.com, www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport and you will save 50 bucks. They have sheets. They have pillows. They have dog mattresses. Okay? They have dog mattresses. They have pool floaties. They have pool mattresses. I love this brand. I love Casper. Go to www.casper forward slash Rappaport right now. Save money on your next mattress. Everybody needs to sleep good. You want to have a good time? You got to get a good sleep. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
Yo. Yo, Chino. What's up, Mike? <laughs> How you doing, man? Great. How are you? Hey, so uh, where are you, man? Are you, you guys are on tour right now? Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we're about to end the tour. We got like, uh, like three more dates, but uh, we start on the east and then we're on the west in San Diego tonight. And uh, that's it. We got like three more shows. We got Vegas and uh, Phoenix and Denver. And then I get to go home for a little bit. And, and how, how has this tour been? It's been good, man. It's, it's uh, you know, we've been doing this shit for fucking 25, 30 years almost, man. Damn. So it's like, you know, at our at our age group, it's 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 like we still hold it down. You know what I mean? We we we, uh, we do what we do what we do, and and uh, and we still have fun. That's the main thing, you know. So so so, what is touring like now? I imagine some of the people in the band have kids and are married. Like, what is yeah. touring like now compared to when you were young, dumb, and trying to get some? Oh, that's just way different. <laughs> I mean, yes, for sure. I mean, you know, uh, it was wild back in the days. We, we, we basically, I mean, we, we did, you know, where, where the live like there's no tomorrow, basically, like, you know, in the, in our twenties and, you know, it was wild. It was definitely wild. Uh, it's, it's, it's chilled out a lot, but it's still fun as hell. I mean, like, it isn't, uh, you know, it's just different ways of, 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 of getting your jollies. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, uh, you know, we still, we, we still, a couple of us, we, we still have nice craft beers and we still enjoy ourselves. We don't, we're not like, you know, we, it's not like we're straight edge and we just like, like deny fun at any cost. We still have a lot of fun, but you know, it's just mellowed out a little bit. Like, you know, we, we go to bed at, at a decent hour, we drink copious amounts of, of uh, water and, uh, and you know, understand that we have a show the next day. So. Right. We, we try to, you know, live that way. So, but when you, when you guys were rocking, when you first started, like, what's one of your first moments where you're like, holy shit, like, I'm a fucking, like, I'm a rock and roller, I'm in a rock group, like, like we're doing it, like, I'm, like, my dreams are, like, happening. Like, when, when, yeah. when do you remember, like, one of the first times where you were like, I can't believe this shit is happening? Well, I mean, I, I mean, as far as the, the, the shows go, like, I, I was hyped just playing, because like, we started in the garage, so, like, we... You know, once we left the garage, we spent like almost, I want to say like a year and a half in the garage before we even played in front of anybody. And our first show was like a barbecue, like playing in front of our homies. So like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, at that point I thought we made it. You know what I mean? I was uh-huh. like, wow, we played, in front, we played in front of people and it was dope. But when we did, uh, like we, like to see Madonna signed us. So that was bugged out for me. Cause like we, uh, we were just like from, from Sacramento. We didn't really, you know, we, we didn't really travel out out from the city much we went to like san francisco and like uh berkeley and like you know the barrier a little bit reno nevada like that was as far as we ever went and we had like small crowds that were coming to see us and, and people knew who we were but it wasn't anything crazy and then we went to la for the first time and um this guy named guy o'siri who right who is now i don't know if you know who he is but he's now i mean he now manages you to madonna and everybody else but but he was just a Basically, he was like the the first A and R at Maverick Records. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I know he was like yeah. a, like a Wonder Boy A and R dude. But wait, let me ask you something. Yeah, man. He he manages yeah, you two. What the fuck can yeah. he tell you two? Like what what I don't, what what advice can Guy O'Siri give you two? Like what is he hustling them for ten percent of what the fuck they make for? How how is right? What does you two need a manager for? I I, I don't know. I went, I mean, like I think he might have gotten some trouble too when he when he decided he was going to put their music on everybody's iTunes. Without them knowing too, like after that, like they might have, maybe they questioned that shit. But but he's also like he's an Uber and shit. He like he started Uber and Spotify. Like he's he's in the game. Like yeah, he, he's plugged he, in. Yeah, yes, yes. But he's my man. 
I mean, I've, I've been kicking with him, you know, from early on. He's the first dude. And it was actually like, you know, it was like him and then Freddie DeMann, who was Madonna's manager at the time. They, they, they called us to go into this, uh, this little spot in LA. We went in there. We played like a couple songs. Like we were kids. We were still at Jaws. Like we were working at Tower Records. And how old you know, are you they, at they, this point? Um, I was probably like maybe 20. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, probably like 19, 20 years old. And so I was just hyped. I was like, okay, we're going to go. They want to, they want to hear us play. We went and we played like, like two songs. In the middle of the second song, Freddie DeMann, who was the last man at the time, was sitting in there, like this older guy. And he stood up and he was like, yo, stop, 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 stop. And I was like, oh, I thought right at that point, I thought we were fucked. I was like, okay, whatever. And he's like, yo, where do we sign? Like, where, do, how do we make this happen? Like, Damn. And I was like, what? So at that point, he took us to the offices. We, we showed up at the offices. And I was like, he's like, come over to the office. I want to show you that, you know, Maverick Records, blah, blah, blah. It was, uh, it was on, uh, Beverly, you know, Boulevard. It's this nice little, you know, nice office. We go in there. I go in the guy's office. I'm sitting there talking to him. All of a sudden, the door was behind me and Madonna just like walks in the door, turns around and like, you know, I smelled her before I, mm. I, I saw her. Like, just like this. It was, I was Hold the out. fuck on. Yeah. That's a, that's a, now I know you're a fan of the Iron Rapport stereo podcast. That right there. Is a fantastic quote. I smelled her before I saw her. That's what the fuck I like to hear, Chino. What did she smell what? like? Man, it was like I don't. I mean, it's an indescribable scent. Mm. It was good. Mm. He was standing there. He's like, "Yo, this is our new artist. We're about to sign him." This and that, blah blah blah. And then, and then I just looked up and I was just like, "Damn!" So from that point, like, oh shit, you understand? Like early on, early on, I was very. I don't want to say I was jaded, but I, but early on, I was like. I can't, you can't meet any, anybody more famous than Madonna, like right off the cuff. You know what right. I'm saying? So, like, I was, so I was just like, man, this is like, wow. And then she, like, you came and she, like, you know, put her arms around me and she's like, oh, you're so cute. Mm. Blah, blah, you know, I was a young little, I was a young little, 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 little stallion back then. Mm. Young, young stick man. Back yes. Then. So I, yeah. So I, so I was just like, yeah, this is how, this is how it's going to go from here on out. And then, you know, it was good for a while. We did that. And then, and then we went to Warner Brothers from there and we've been, you know, we've just been rocking for the last 25 years, man. That's dope, man. Now, now, I, how did you even hear about I was flattered when I had heard you you, you, you mentioned the podcast in a... Uh, we have a couple of people in common, so I had, had heard yeah. you were a fan, but, but then I had I had read uh, a quote you had mentioned in, in, in a recent article, I imagine, I think, for your new record and when you were on tour, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, how did you even hear about the podcast? Man, I straight up just found, like, on some random shit, I found it. I mean, obviously... You know, I'm a big fan of, of, of all your movies. Like, you know, all that shit is like that. Like, you know, I, I've obviously, I obviously know who you are. <laughs> but the podcast, I, I, bust, I, I heard it. Maybe I want to say like, maybe almost two years ago. I mean, like, oh, uh, shit. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I got onto it and then I was just like, this is, you know, and then I got my girl onto it. Like, you know, so we go on drive. You know, I'm <laughs> taking a shower. I'm cooking, I'm cooking some food and, and shit, <laughs> I'm doing this, whatever. And I got the podcast on. That's dope. And, and, you know what I mean? So like, like it's my favorite shit. So like, you know, I, 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 I was, I've been bugging on it for a while. And then, um, yeah. And then like you said, we have mutual friends. I mean, I know, you know, I know Toby. Right. Um, you know, I know a lot of people tomorrow actually was crazy. My talk to my manager today, and he was like, yo, I'm going to be with Mike Rapp tomorrow on this fantasy football shit. You guys are going on with Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chain. Oh, right. I guess tomorrow. Yeah. So he was like, yo, I'm going to tell him that you want to get on his podcast. I'm like, nah, I'm already on that motherfucker. Is, he, is, is, is your manager getting in the, in the, is he in the league? 
Oh, dude, he's he's actually won the league for the last couple turns. Like oh. he was a. Uh, oh. <clears throat> yeah. Oh wait, yeah, wait, 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 like, wait! Whoa, 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 whoa! What's his name? Uh, Mark Wakefield. All right, I'm gonna tell yeah, you he, right now, Chino. I'm cracking that ass. Tell tell Mark. Yeah, I know you are. Yes. You, you, you know that, right? I'm going to crack your manager's ass in, in fantasy football. They don't know what they're dealing with. They think that just some, oh, we're going to have Rappaport come in the league. Like, they don't understand, like, like their whole life, their whole fantasy football life and routine is going to be flipped upside down. I'm getting their phone numbers. I want you to, off, off podcast, I want you to send me his number. I'm going to be texting this guy once the season starts. You know, I'm going to be sending him things to his house. Nothing dangerous. I just want to get in his head. No, he was like, you know, he was like, it's funny because he's like, you know, like how, how I know that I know they're, they're sweating you on the, uh, the Howards, they were sweating you about using your son and his, and his little homie for like, you know, for like picks and stuff like that. And, and basically Mark, he was like a shadow guy like this. He was like the ghost, you know, he was like in the league in Jerry's league and he was like, and they were winning shit. And, but Mark was like the ghost, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so he was that dude mm. now. Yeah, so now, I mean, he's good. Like, listen, my man, he's all about, that's why he's my manager, because he, he's, he's, he's on his stats. You know what ah. I mean? He, like, he pays, he pays attention to that kind of shit. Where, like, for me, you know, I mean, like, my sports, the, what I know about sports is from listening to, to the podcast. Okay. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm into sports, don't get me wrong, but, but, like, but, like, you know, on myself, I don't, I don't check a lot of facts, and I, I just, I just kind of, the, like, I, I play by ear, and I, you know, I, I like watching it, but I don't know any kind of stats or any of that shit. So. No, I, I get it. I mean, who needs to fact check? I mean, fuck it. Like, you're doing songs every night. Some of the songs, you, you some of your big songs, you, you, you had to have fucked up a lyric here and there. Who cares? The, the, the show must go on. Does The crowd doesn't fucking know what's going on. We don't need to fact check. We don't need to lyric check. It is what it is, right, Chino? <laughs> For real. All right, let no, me let me let me throw some questions at you. You let's go back. Let me let you look. You you said you got a lady, and I totally respect that. I want to ask some specific rock and roll questions. Okay, these okay. are general questions. Right. What what country? First, I want to get to what country. What country's got the baddest chicks that you've ever played? Like consistently, like you you've probably been around the world many times. Correct. Yes, sir. Have you been in every like where? Have you, is there any place uh, that you, you haven't, know, I haven't been? been to, I haven't. I have not been to China, but you, I've been. Uh, you never I, played China? Reason, no, for some reason we've never been to China, man. I don't know why. But okay. We've never been to China, but but we've been to Asia. I mean, we've been to like you know, uh, you know, Pacific Rim. We've been to Japan, obviously, whatever. Um, but I'm I'm a go I'm a go I'm a straight up say Russia. Whoa. I mean, I know it's. I mean, the Eastern Bloc is is popping. Wow. Now, I mean, now, when you say it's popping, like, is it just the beauty? Is it the beauty and the attitude? No, like, the, the break it down for the off. layman. The country looks fucked up. You know, like, when you get from the airport and they're going into the country, that shit looks fucked up. It's, 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 that's just almost like third worldy looking. It's fucked up. Yes. No, I'm talking about the chicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit is like, come on, man. That shit is, that shit ain't no joke. Wow. I mean, that's I surprising, mean, man. Like, so, have you been to Brazil? I've been to Brazil, and I, I, I understand that you like them. A, you like them a little on the, uh, you know, you like the curve. So yes. I get that. I like, I like, see, I like height. I like tall. But, mm. I mean, I did back before I was married. That's what I like. Gotcha. I mean, I we're like we're talking about like, the '90s here. We, we're no disrespect to the okay. wife and the Moreno family. <laughs> we're talking about past. I'm, I'm trying to right, live vicariously through your past. So okay. So all right. So you say the Eastern Bloc, and then where would you say a second? Uh, second. 
man, I'm gonna go straight opposite. I'm gonna go to Japan because mm. I do like because I do like I do. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Japan because I because I for, I mean I've always had an affinity for the uh, yeah Asian persuasion. For, yes, I and guess then, that's a good way to put it. And then I've heard a lot of good things about Sweden. Oh, Sweden, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, but that's that's I guess that's similar. You know, you got some, you got the the, the Viking, you know, the the culture there. You got the tall, you still got that tall, you know. Uh, but that's good. I mean, I I I, I get what I get what you're saying, but I think I feel like the I feel like the Eastern Bloc's got that part covered. Okay, I mean, they got that they got that covered over there. Okay, I mean, okay. You got now, straight striking features. Mm, man, shit. When are you guys gonna be performing over there anymore? And like, can I roadie for you guys? Like, what do I got to do to like like come on tour and like roadie? Damn. Are you trying to come? You trying to come to Russia? Fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, you're in San Diego. I would love to see you and perform in San Diego. What the fuck's gonna happen to me in San Diego? That's nothing. I'm saying if I want to go, I want to go for the gold. You know, I want to go well, for you the said, cup. I want to see what it is. That would be dope. Because because we, I mean, the last time we were there, I want to say it was maybe a year ago or so, but but uh, it went off. It went off. Oh, there. I mean, we played like in a park. Like I remember walking out of my dressing room, and there's like motherfuckers with like straight machine guns, like. Like standing there, like actually in the barricade, they like they had motherfuckers with machine guns in the fucking barricade, like between us and the crowd. Like it, it's pretty, it's still pretty, you know, militant, like kind of wild, you know what I mean? Like like where it's not as it's not as loose as you would think it would be, you know. But um, but um, it's definitely an experience, man. If you've never been over there, you should check that shit out for real. Uh, I would love that. All right, here here's another question. A rider. Explain to explain to people that that, that that I've never had a rider, Chino. But I know like music groups like they'll always be like, "What do you want in the rider?" When we did the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast World Tour, which we're in the process of doing two more cities, as you know, we went to Minnesota, Milwaukee, yeah. Chicago, Chicago. Yes, yeah. and we got Vegas and Phoenix. Uh, the next two legs on the when world you tour. Go, when are you going? When are you going to Vegas and Phoenix? That's my next two dates. I'm going to Vegas after this. That. We're when not going until October. We're not going until okay. October. It's the, it's the 14th. Right, uh, we, we take over all of Vegas. And then the, the 16th, we take over all of Phoenix, Arizona. What's your favorite okay. Deftone song to perform? Man, uh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, today, I mean, obviously, right now we're playing, um, you know, we're, we're touring on a new record. But um, I think the new songs are obviously, you know, because they're new. So Right. So, so we like to, you know, like to like sprinkle them in here and there. But there's some staples, man. There's like a, you know, songs like a, I guess a song called My Own Summer, which is off our second record. Which okay. is like it, it just goes off. It's like we we you, you can't play a show without playing that song because when we play it, it just goes off. It just sets it just sets it up. All right, and then and then for me, like I have no stake in the music business, but I resent the fact. Uh, that that little shit, uh, uh, what's it, the Napster guy, Sh- Sean, whatever the fuck his name, Sean Fanning. Oh, yeah. one, I resent that little cocksucker because I feel like he single-handedly fucked the music business up with the music stealing and the music sharing and all that stuff. So how right. has the music business changed um, business-wise, the actual business okay. You know, like the fact that like selling records is like if you if you sell a million records now, it's so rare. And and That's like you got, it, it's crazy. And, and you got guys like Drake destroying Elvis's records and, and they, they should be asterisked. Like when you have like Ariana Grande breaking Michael Jackson's records or Drake breaking so and so's records, it should be an asterisk like some Sammy Sosa, Barry Bond shit. Like it's not the same business anymore. Like so what your shit was on the charts Word. for 27 weeks. It's not the same no, world. No. So so how? 
does it change? And and is part of you like afraid that yo we're gonna have to tour to make the real money until we're fucking ninety seven? No, I mean that's not nothing I'm afraid of. That's actually reality. That that is it. I mean, you know, that shit happened. Um, you know, it's hard for me to like sit there and just blame it on one person because if uh, whatever that kid's name is from Nashville, if he, I call him. If, I call him Justin Timberlake. Him, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but if it wasn't, but I guess I got you. No, listen, I got, I got you. And if it wasn't him, this shit would have happened. I mean, like technology is what it is. So like, like uh, you know, it. But it it happened, and, and it's crazy because. We put our first record out in 1995, so but the shit was different back then. And like motherfuckers were selling, you know, like millions of records. I mean, like we sold like our our biggest record was in 2000, and it's like you know double platinum, whatever now, whatever, which is you know whatever. But like, ain't no one selling double platinum right now, right? You know what I mean? Maybe maybe, maybe Taylor Swift might be doing that shit. I don't know. Somebody might be doing that shit, but like, but like, like people were selling like 10 million records back then. So it's crazy. So like you said, there's no. It's not like. You can't just put out music and on the artistic part of it and on the just the album itself and the, the you know and, and and make and make a living off that. There's no way you've got to go on tour, and that's what we've been doing. But but see, for luckily for us, we've been doing that shit since the beginning. We've been like we we actually we made ourselves a worldwide phenomenon early on, touring the fucking world. Like we went out and like our management at the time, which was they were really smart. Like like early on, they put us. They were like, yo, you got to go to Europe. You know, in, in my 20s, I was like, well, like, I didn't give a shit. I was like, cool. Like, whatever. And like, we like we would play every little shit town mm. in, you know, in, 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 in the UK and like, you know, in Germany, all these places, whatever. And like, you know, like, and even as a kid, I was like, I, you know, it's cool that I'm out here in the world. But like, I don't want to fucking be there. But like, right. but we did it and we, and, we, and we killed it. So now it's like we go back there and we have... We go back there and we have like shit just as big, if not bigger in like around the world than it is in the States for us. You know, so we're lucky we had it with what was called artist development. Right. And that doesn't really exist so much now with younger <clears throat> artists. So we were lucky to, to actually, we, we, we were able to, to sit in that window and get that shit going on. So now we actually have a career and we're out, we're, we can go out and play shows. And make a living off that shit. Well, that's dope, Chino. I'm glad. Yo, what, what, what do I got to do to get you to rock a soft ass Iron Rapport stereo podcast t shirt? You got one? I got. I already got one. Toby gave me one. Uh, we played it on a Temple uh, uh, maybe like a month or two ago and whatever. And, and Toby showed up and he brought me one. I was going to order one, but I got one. Yo, yo, can can you when you're standing in front of ninety thousand adoring fans, some of these girls who are showing you your breasts. Can you can you can I get a picture of you up there with these people going fucking crazy for the deaf tones? Like what do I gotta do? <laughs> who do I gotta blow, Where'd Chino? I got you. I, no, I, I got you, but I'm I'm trying to get one of them hard by karate but I got you. I'm well, yo, I'm going to text you. I'm going to find out. I want to try to get yo, it before this tour is over. You guys need to over. make some hoodies, too. You guys need to get on them hoodies. I know. I know. We need to get on that hoodie shit. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to text you. I'm going to find out. I want to try to see if you can, you can rock it before Vegas. I'm going to let you go. Have a great show right. in San Diego. I would love to have you back on the podcast, and maybe we do it face-to-face. Um, yeah, you know, I want, I want to – see, my thing about what I, what I want to tell you is I love about the podcast. Like, I love all the hot topic shit. I love how you guys cover – you guys just talk shit. That's what we do. Uh-huh. Back, that's what we do. We sit around and we just talk shit. Like whatever. Whether it's the Kaepernick shit, whether it's the fucking, whatever shit it is, we sit around and we talk shit. Yes. But the thing about us is like, you know, like with you, my, my question I want to ask you is like, well, for you, you could, you actually can talk shit and it's okay. Like for us, a musician, it's kind of hard for us to like, 
in, especially in the press or in, in interviews or mm -hmm. new whatever, to, to like say like our opinion on certain shit. You know what I mean? And and because like there's reper tons of repercussions. Yes. And I know fools they they try to they come at you on on uh you know on social media and stuff for the shit you say whatever blah blah. blah. But like you know I don't feel like. I feel like you ain't gonna lose movie roles over there. So you say what the fuck you're gonna say, and, and it's in a great way that you, that you present it. But for us, it's like we never really get to say that shit publicly. And we don't, for most part of it, whatever. But that's why I really love listening to the podcast. I love that you guys talk freely, you guys say what the fuck you wanna say. And, uh, it's just like us. It reminds me a lot of like the conversations that I have with you, Moody, that you have, like that's how me and my friends talk. And that's why I love the podcast. Why? I appreciate that, Chino. I appreciate that. Listen, you know, we try to just do it. We try to be honest. You know, if we really, really dislike somebody or something, like, you know, artistically, I try not to insult anybody's business or art. Of uh, course. You know, because as much as I might not like the, the, the artist or I might think it's whack, I never yeah, want to try it's to... It's subjective. You know what I mean? I, I get that part. Yeah. So, so it, it, I feel like most of what we do is in good fun. Obviously, when we're talking about the sick fuck of the weeks, they, 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 they get no sympathy <laughs> and the, the no good judges, not. they that's get that, no sympathy. But in general, it's all lighthearted and, and, and even the people whose balls we, we, we break, like, you know, earlier in this episode, uh, you know, we're talking about Kanye. You know, obviously, I respect Kanye West and 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 all these people. You know, sometimes I just feel like it's all in good fun, man. We we just like to have a good time, entertain the people, and and you know, we 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 we, we try to be the people's podcast. So, you know, I, I appreciate the support. I would love to do it face to face. I'm gonna text you, try to get you one of these hard body karate T-shirts before the end of the tour, and 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 right. I can't wait to uh you know to do it again with you, Chino. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. All right, man. Thank you for hey, thank you for having me on. I mean, I've been at, you know it was it was a uh, it's a pleasure of mine. I, I I just I listen to it all the time. I I just happy to be a part of it and to have a conversation with you is great for me, man. So uh so thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon, Chino. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, peace. All right. All right, you heard it. All right. That was my man Chino Moreno from the group Deftones. They're on tour. They're killing it. His manager is going to be in the Fantasy Football League with me, and I'm going to crack that ass real proper. If football is your passion, you know all the players and the teams, the strengths, the weaknesses, then why don't you try to put that knowledge to the test and play for your shot at one million dollars the top prize at draftkings.com it's just part of five million dollars five million bucks in total prizes they're doling out in week one contest just the week one draftkings.com is the destination for one week fantasy football one week fantasy football means no season long commitments play whenever you want with the players that you want just pick your contest draft your players and follow your team live Renew all rivalries, challenge your friends, talk shit to your family, or in a private league. You could prove to be the superior GM or join an existing league. You could go head-to-head -head with me, all right? You want to play me, the gringo man, Dingo? Go to DraftKings.com, use the promo code Rappaport, and then all you got to do is search. Look for the I Am Rappaport League. There's $5 bets, and there's free bets. I'll be doing it all. I'm taking on all comers. No, Bruno, Okay. Go to DraftKings.com, choose your players. You could seriously win cash in one week. Use the code Rappaport and play for free with your first deposit. That's the code Rappaport. Play for free. Win your share of $5 million in total prizes in the one-week contest only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. See the website for details. And if you want to play the dingo, if you want to play me, the gringo man dingo. Huh. If you want a piece, 
You want to dance with the dingo. You want to step into the monkey cage. Go to DraftKings. Use the promo code Rappaport and just simply look up I am Rappaport League. If you want to put up five bucks, that's great. If you think you're going to win, you'll win your five bucks and more. If you want to just play for free, I'm going to be doing it all. I'm going to be taking on all comers. No Bruno. All right. We're calling up G Monetti, G Moody, one half of uh, the EPMD of podcasting. Uh, Better known as uh, the Black Ed McMahon or the 2015 Podcast Co-Host of the Year. We're doing it live and direct right now. What's up, man? Hey, G. Monetti. What's the deal, bro? I was just talking to my man Chino Moreno from the group The Deftones. He's a big fan of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. He was a little bit disappointed that G. Moody, a.k.a. Fun Loving, a.k.a. half of the EPMD of podcasting, wasn't on the phone call, but this is a good dude, a real fan, and uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to talk to him. Now uh, we get to business with uh, Mr. Monetti, Mr. Moody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, w- w- what's really good, Mr. Moody? Just chilling out, man, uh, taking in the scene, enjoying the, the good weather, uh, and uh, watching uh, the political uh, landscape unfold. Oh, what's been uh, floating your boat lately? Uh, I see uh, Donald Trump is, uh, you know, still still saying his same old wild, crazy rhetoric, and uh, his alliance with David Duke is particularly troubling. He's still fucking with David Duke? Of course. Donald Trump. This dude's stupid, man. He fucking with David Duke, and then and then he, the fact that he fucks with David Duke or doesn't just completely disassociate anything to do with David Duke, the, the people that are all, like, supporting this dude, they should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they should be crazy. ashamed of themselves. Uh, the, what about your boy Rudy Giuliani? To talk, talk to the people that aren't from New York City about sort of what Rudy Giuliani used to mean to New York and that how he's embarrassing the fact. That I'm embarrassed that, that he ran New York City the way he talks now. He sounds like, a, like, like he, he's like um, got some sort of racial Parkinson's disease. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's evident. This guy said uh, uh, we had no terrorist attacks. Until we had, we got Obama, but he, he forgot 9-11. And how could you forget 9-11? Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, you, you're, you're that focused on, on, on sort of, uh, like, you, you, you had no terrorist attacks except 9-11? What, what are you talking? You sound dumb. Did you hear what he said about uh, um, Beyonce last night? No, I didn't hear that. He said her performance was a shame. Uh, I've saved more black lives than any of those people on the stage uh, and, and, and just totally disparaged Beyonce and, and her performance. And he said, you know, her, her dancers were, were circling around one by one and, and there were lights underneath them. And that's supposed to symbolize cops killing black individuals. And, and, and it's a shame. And I've saved more black lives than all the people on that stage. That's what this oh. guy. What, what's wrong with this guy? All right, we got to dismiss him as a senior citizen. 
You can't. He's a senior, senile citizen. So that what he says is laughable. So you shouldn't dignify that with any kind of response because it's laughable. What do you think about this? We haven't spoken uh, in the last couple of days, so we're going raw dog without a bag here on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, Colin Kaepernick, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, who led the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl, I believe it was two or going into three seasons ago. Right. The other day during – now he's fighting for a starting job on the San Francisco 49ers, which which is a key thing. The other day during a preseason game, Colin Kaepernick, who I, I, I want to see him do well, and I've always liked him, and I like his story. He sort of came out of nowhere. He was adopted. He had a, like yeah. a, a rough childhood, um, and, and it was sort of like a Cinderella uh, football story. But the other day, and he struggled in the NFL on the field since then, but the other day during a preseason game, he sat down during the national anthem, national anthem, excuse me, um, and then he was asked why, and he said, "You know, it's bigger than football. It'd be selfish on my part to look the other way. You know, I'm an, a biracial man adopted by a white couple, but there's bodies in the street and people getting paid. Uh, uh, you know, and, and to, people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. So he's basically protesting the violence." That is going on uh, uh, in the country. Um, here's my two two things that, that that that's concerned me about this. Number one, Colin Kaepernick, why don't you wait till the regular season to do this? Why don't you do it on opening day if you really want to make a stand? If you really want to do something to get attention, why are you doing this shit on a Friday night preseason game? Number one, number two, I'm starting to feel like uh, uh, people are. It like like every like protesting is becoming a trend. Like there there there's a dude uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles who uh, a rookie, a rookie who earlier today the day of this podcast his name is Mike Tavares. Okay, after the, the Kaepernick uh, 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 you know protested, this right. this rookie said, "I'm going to sit down during the national anthem," and then a few hours later. This weak, dumb motherfucker said, uh, uh, I thought about it. Uh, believe me, I definitely thought about it. Uh, but I've decided not to sit down during the national anthem. Like, oh. What the fuck are you doing, man? Like, yo, either like like I be I think it's becoming like almost trendy to protest. I know everybody's intentions are good. Everybody's intentions are good. But but I'm feeling like it's like almost like wearing skinny jeans. Like, yo, I'm a protest. And it's like sort of like to sort of put yourself on a stand as opposed to, you know, really doing something that that is taken seriously. And I think that if everybody starts doing these things and I'm going to do it and I'm not going to do it, it sort of loses its validity. Does that make right. sense to you? Yes, man. But- so so what do you think about Kaepernick? I want, I want to hear your, your, your thoughts on the whole Kaepernick thing, the good, the bad and the moody. I, I, I got him. He has a lot of balls, man. He he has a lot of balls to do this because there's a lot of stake for him. So for him to forego that and just come out, right, and do that, you got. I mean, that, that's his uh, feeling, and I think it, it isn't uh, a shot at the veterans because no one would uh, take a shot at the veterans. It's about Kaepernick holding America to a higher standard. That's what he, that I, in my opinion, that's what I think he's trying to do. It's not about 
or not supporting America and stuff like that. It's like kind of uh, what? What do they say? It's like hypocrisy for for him to stand up in his mind, right? For a flag, and we see all this stuff that's going on. So how could you be so proud, right? You're proud of America. I'm, I'm sure, you know, he got no beef with the veterans. Who could have any problems with the vets? No one. But it's, it's, in his mind, it's, it's hypocrisy. But where does it go from here? Do you, do you never stand up during the games? Do you, uh, <clears throat> you know, like, where, where does it go? I think, I, and when do you I stop? Think, like, it's not going to change by the end of the season. Like, when do you right. stop? And then if you stop, are you weak? Did you cave in? Did you fold? Like, I just, I don't know, like, wh- where it goes from here. I think, I think the purpose was just to try to draw more attention to that whole thing. Because it's going to draw more attention and shine more light on, on, on the problem. I think that's what what he tried to do because there's not much he can do. Right. right? I think it's just to let people know, yo, I'm not really down with all this shit. You know, this is, this is not good. Maybe we, we need to do something and this is what he did, man. So he has balls now. He got to be prepared for the consequence. Right. And I'm sure that he had went through it in his mind. You know, that endorsements are gone. You may not play in the NFL again. What team's going to take you, right? But they'll be in confliction with their fan base. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's, it's a tricky thing. I'm just getting concerned that it's like, I know everybody, like I said, everybody's intentions are good, but I, I just don't want this to be like a trend as opposed to something that's really, uh, um, you know, I don't know, that's planned out. It, it, I, I, everybody wants to do good and everybody, everybody's upset about, uh, about uh, you know, the unnecessary killings and, 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 you know, just to make it clear, you know, I 150% support and have compassion and respect for, for all the military all the police officers, all the fire uh, firemen, they're busting their asses. Even the, the shitty ones, their intentions are never bad. Um, although they, they've done some, a few, far less than, than all the great, brave people. Uh, things have been done that, that are unacceptable and unforgivable. Um, it's just... It's just a tough time. It's a fucking tough right. time. When you really start to think about what's going on in the world and our, just in our country, uh, it's just a, it's a frustrating, tough, uh, tough time. And I want to address one more thing because uh, someone said, I think Stephen A. Smith said uh, he should address black crime, right? Black on black crime. I want to address that. So when Italian cats were rubbing out other Italian cats, that wasn't called white-on-white crime. Crime is, is fueled by opportunity and proximity. If the black people are more likely to be victimized by other black people, it's because we live in the same neighborhood. It's all fueled by opportunity and proximity. Mm-hmm. It's no black-on-black crime, like, like black people are specifically going after black people. You tend to live with your own people. And right. of course... There's going to be crime, and the perpetrator is going to be black. The perpetrator is going to be a, a, the victim is going to be black. That's, that's what it is. We live in the same neighborhood. I, I, I hear you, Monetti. You, you, you're right. Um, 
You brought up politics earlier. Uh, my man, Anthony Weiner. He's a oh. wild dude, a wild cowboy. Those of you who have no idea who Anthony Weiner is, he's a New York City, uh, New York uh, uh, politician. He was running for, what was he running for, mayor at one point? Yeah, man, this guy's a creep. And, 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 and he, he got caught for, for sending pictures of his loaf and then uh, fucked his whole business up. I actually just watched the documentary, the documentary about him called, strangely enough, Wiener. Um, I thought he got help, fixed himself. But my man right now, he did it again. Uh, his, his wife, I can't even pronounce her name, Huma uh, uh, she's, she's actually a, 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 a political uh, campaign ad aide, aide to Hillary Clinton. She said she's leaving my man because my man is out there sending dick pics again. And I said it once oh. and I said it again, Wiener. Picks when, when, and dicks, they ain't never going to mix. Okay, you're a sick fuck. Now, you're not going to get the sick fuck of the week award. You're a sick fuck on, on, on just like, yo, hold your head, Duke. Like, wh- wh- what? what are you doing, my man? You still sending dick pics? You have a problem, bro. And why you keep getting caught after all you've went through? Like, you haven't figured out a way if you're going to send a dick pic to, to not get caught. But why are you even sending dick pics anyway? What's what's wrong with you, man? And he's sending dick pics with his seed in the picture. Wait a minute. His kid was in the background? Yeah, they're going to check him for ACS. Like, children's service going to come after him now for that. This fucking guy, man. I didn't even man. know that. He's bugging. He is. Yo, he's corny, man. He's corny, man. Yeah, I know he's corny. He's, and, and, and some people were like, is he a... St-? I, I, I want to answer a question because a lot of people on Twitter were like, is this a stick man? Is he a coxman? Is he wild for the night? And, and I'm no. going to say this. He's wild for the night, but his fuck style is not buck wild. Okay? No. So you do the math on that. I'm not going to break down all the terms and the point system, but... He's not a coxman. He's not a stick man. And his fuck style is definitely not buckwild. You, you, you oh. don't get any of those terms. Those are things that, like, you know, you have to put in good, clean, hard work for that. Um, he seems like a pervert to me. No shit. He seems like it. He'd probably be the first to tell you he's a fucking perv. What? Yo, um, you, you, you sent me this uh, put picture. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't do a lot of baseball talk here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, but Carlos Beltran. Oh my god. Um last week he had no hair, and then two days ago he was playing in the game and he had his shit shoe polished on. Mm. During yeah. a, a, a hot summer day. I don't know what kind of technique he had. I don't know what kind of product he used, but his shit was spray painted on. He had a full Head of spray painted on hair. And I want to tell you, Carlos Beltran, you ain't fooling nobody, Duke. You look like shit, Duke. You look crazy. Do you actually think that anybody is like, oh shit, Carlos grew his hair back miraculously the next day? Do do, do you actually think you fooled anybody? Your your teammates are embarrassed for you. I I don't even know. I've never seen you play. I don't care about baseball. I'm embarrassed for you. You're wilding out. What are you doing? Did you see this fucking guy? Insecure. Insecure motherfuckers, man. 
How old? She's not gonna have black hair forever, man. Jesus, we we expect you to get a little grays in the hair to thin. That's nature. That's what happens. And you had a bald head just a week ago. It was like the Jay Z line. Shit was all good just a week ago. You looked fine, and now you have like shoe polish hair. Yeah, you're wildin', Duke. Yeah, yo, check this, man. Uh, Larry King, eighty-two years old. His girl, or his whiz, his wife, Sean King, who's fifty-six, mm. has has been uh, rumored to be stepping out with a strapping youngster. Huh. And I want to tell Larry, this is true. This is what's happening. Your your, your lawyers and everybody telling you. You from BK, homegirl is young. She's going to be out with the next man. Get it in your head. You, you were lucky to be with her. Now just hold your head, Duke. Yeah, get your mind right, Duke. Hold your head, Duke. Don't play yourself. But Larry, Larry King seems like he might, he might baseball bat money. Like he might chase yeah. him down. Like he'll be like, nah, you're not, you're not taking my, like he might come after money. He is a Brooklyn guy. An old school Brooklyn dude. He's one of them, like those Brooklyn Jews that grew up in the projects with no money. Yep. He 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 he's not he's not ussy. Uh, we got to give a shout out to the great, fantastic, one of a kind Gene Wilder, actor yeah. who played. I mean, shit. If he never did anything else, he, this would have been enough. He played Willy Wonka in the original Willy Wonka in the Cho- Chocolate Factory. He was in Blazing Saddles before that. Young Frankenstein. Yep. Um, the Richard Pryor movies, Stir Crazy, Silver Streak. Yeah. Um, and when I was thinking about him as an actor, truly one of a kind. Nobody would even try to mimic Gene Wilder. His look, his cadence, his style, yeah. his his just... You know, acting is energy, you know, and, and, and his, his energy was totally unique and totally, um, you, 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 you couldn't try to duplicate it. It was unduplicatable, uh, yeah. as an actor. Um, One of a kind. And, and, uh, you know, I just, you know, he, it's a big loss. I, you know, I, I, I came to know him first as I'm sure a lot of people our age, uh, with the Richard Pryor stuff, Silver Streak, and of course, Stir Crazy. These are giant $100 million grossing comedies in the 80s. Wow. And, and you know, him and Richard Pryor had a bond and, and you know, see no evil, hear no evil. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, that, that's, that, that scene in, in Stir Crazy, you know, that's right, we bad. We bad while Richard Pryor's trying to hype him up to try yeah, to... Uh, classic. So, so good. So, you know, we got to uh, give him a... a you know, an acknowledgement and a shout out to humongous loss. He he was just, you know, iconic. I mean, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, they they, they defamed that movie by trying to redo it and put Johnny Depp in, in the lead. It was horrendous, unwatchable. Right. You can't even get through it. Don't even waste your time with it. And, you know, his his wife was Gilda Radner, the, the, the great Gilda Radner, who was, you know, of course, from Saturday Night Live and, and yeah. you know, totally unique comedian, uh, uh, back back in back in the seventies uh, and and the, and the eighties. So, wanted to give a a, a sincere uh, R.I.P. Uh, and then two thousand sixteen has been a a, a a lot of people have passed. A lot of a lot of people have passed. So I wanted to yeah. shout out the the fantastic, unique, redheaded, one of a kind, 
Yep, Gene Wilder. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What do you think it is, Monetti? What up? Josh Brown, the 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 New York Giants place kicker. He he he's been. I, I, I this is this is like when the NFL. I don't understand how they can't get this right. He uh, apparently uh, has been, you know, scaring the shit out of his wife. Uh, there's been numerous requests. Um, you know, and, and he, he got a one-game suspension for misdemeanor domestic violence. And and now they're digging into it more, and there's been a lot of, you know, I guess his wife is living in some sort of fear. She had a protective order, uh, which he broke. Right. And and, and now he's got one-game suspension. Um, I don't know if it'll change into more, but it's like, what's going to happen with this dude, man? Like this is the kind of thing where like, you know, if you watch the OJ documentary made in America, you go, when, when a guy like this is continuing to do this, a lot of times it doesn't end good. Right. And, 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 and and what's his name? Who's the player who punched his, knocked his wife out? Uh, Oh, Ray White. You know, he's never going to play football again. Now, now, not to say that, 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 that you know, you could compare the two things. He, he apparently has never done something like that. But it's like, first he got a four-game suspension. Then he got kicked out of the league forever. I just don't understand the NFL and, and how they're, 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 they're sort of uh, dispersing these punishments. Well, that was unique with Ray Wright because they had to do, uh, they had to do, they had to cover themselves up. So they had to shit on him at all. First, they messed up, so they had to uh, get Ray Rice out. But this is it's crazy. They don't know how to deal with it. It seems like that domestic violence thing, they don't know how, how to deal with it. I, Listen, I don't know. I don't know. When you're selling on sites like Shopify, Squarespace, Big Commerce, or on your own website, it's always exciting to watch orders come in. But you probably dread the next part. The next part, which is tough, is shipping things out. Okay, you got to get those orders out quickly to keep your customers happy. That's why you need ShipStation.com. ShipStation.com, the number one choice of online sellers. ShipStation automatically imports your orders into easy-to-use interface, one easy-to-use interface. Then they'll help you choose the right carrier to get the lowest rate for every package with ShipStation. They easily create shipping labels for all the top carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS right from your computer, even manage, ship, and track orders on the go from your smartphone or tablet with ShipStation mobile app. The ShipStation mobile app is easy to use. It's user-friendly. I recommend ShipStation. We have to send things out in bulk all the time at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Monetti, before we started messing with ShipStation, remember, imagine how much of a pain in the ass that was. Remember how much of a pain it was sending out T-shirt after T-shirt by hand? I hated that, man. It was terrible. ShipStation you could get for free and get an additional month free only if you use my last name, Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Go to ShipStation.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Rappaport. That's ShipStation.com. What else is pop Mr. Moody? I, 
I we, we've spoken about uh, the accoutrement, mm-hmm. right? And I I voiced my displeasure with all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. About right. So now, yes, sir. I've heard, I've read that certain East African nations are banning foreigners from adopting, from international adoption, to combat tracking of children. I applaud this. So for me, there's no more red carpet specials on black kids. You're not getting them no more. Right. That's it. Divert, divert your attention to Romania, to Slovenia. How about Tucson, Leave, Arizona? Leave us alone. Huh. It's over. Tanzania, Uganda, and Kenya. I want to applaud y'all. Finally, you made a decision that I have spoken about for over a year now. You have been you have been on the forefront of this, uh, Mr. Monetti. No more little toys. No, no more. Mo- Mo- Monetti, are you pumped for Friday, October 14th in Las Vegas, Nevada? Oh, hell yeah. I've never been in Vegas. We're going to be like... Pesci and Arjunero out there. Oh, yes. Yes. It's going to be some casino shit. Directed by Martin Scorsese. But the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, little flair on it. And then Sunday, October 16th in Phoenix, Arizona. Go to www.iamrapporttour.com. This was a fantastic episode, G. Monetti. Yes, I know it is. Um, They're calling us the EPMD of podcasting. Oh, yes. That's Very, about right. Oh, they got it right. Um, you got anything else for me, Monetti? What kind of oh, heat? Yeah. You, you got more? Yeah. Oh, shit. I was wrapping it up. What else you got? We have to have. And Miles, give me that no good judge thing. This is a reoccurring thing that's frightening. Check it out. Hit me with it. 19-year-old Massachusetts man will not be jailed despite pleading guilty to a series of sexual assaults against an 11-year-old. The no-good judge rewards the depraved sexual predator with probation. Uh. And he has to write an apology letter to the victim. Uh. So, that judge in Massachusetts, I don't have his name, but this is a well-known story should be thrown off the bench. Get rid the of The other him. guy is now that, that we spoke about the first no good judge. He's been thrown off the bench. So I like to think that I had a part in that shit. Bro. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That, that's, that goes without without saying. You absolutely and, have had a part in it. And we have a all loads matter. And this is, in this case, oh, the no. loads don't matter. What happened? Robert Williams, it happened in North Carolina. Robert Williams, a three-time convicted felon, child molester, kidnapped 17-year-old Kimberly Walt. Uh. Takes her back to his house, assaults her. After downing masses of alcohol, the savage passes out, and the girl managed to untie herself and tie the savage up. Then she cuts off his rope, microwaves it, and makes him eat it. Damn! Is this for real? This is for real. Happened in North Carolina. So we applaud Kimberly. In this case, loads 
don't matter. Your shit should be hacked off. Right, and now you got to eat your own dick. Good. You sick fuck. Oh, man. That one, you threw me for a loop with that one, Monetti. I, I didn't even see that one coming, bro. You can close it down now. All right. See, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles, take us out of here. Um, I want to thank uh, my man Chino from the Deftones. Uh, Monetti. G. Moody yeah. rhymes with uh, duty. Um, way to bring the noise. Uh, shout out to uh, Chuck D. Uh, and uh, Public Enemy. And uh, we'll be back with the next Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. And this is real talk. Anybody, anybody wants to dance with the dingo, you know where to find me. I'm on I Am Rappaport League at DraftKings.com. I'm doing it for the love. I ain't doing it for the money. I'll dance with you week after week. Some of you, if you beat me, I might even have you come on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast show. But if I beat you, you might also be on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast show. And I'm a I'm a paid professional when it comes to this shit talk. I do it. I, 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 I could do it all night. I could do it all night. Uh, and we're done. We're out. Wait, can I throw one? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we were done. Go ahead. Okay, one thing. Yeah. I want to give a, a, a Thick Man Award, pos- what do they call it, posthumously, whatever, to uh, Frank Gifford. Oh, posthumously. Yeah, to Frank Gifford. I think he's qualified to be a Thick Man. Okay, well, we'll run that up the flagpole. I'm working on a list of top 30 Thick Men for 2016, and, and we'll see if uh, the numbers add up for him. Okay. Uh, but that was a good Frisbee because we were sort of doing it. We were over, and then you threw that in there. Uh, and that's what I like. You, you never know what the, what the Frisbee's going to have on it. And, and, and that was a great and totally necessary at the end of the podcast. So I appreciate that. Um, I'll be looking forward to rocking with you face-to-face in New York next week. Um, yeah. And we're done, man. We're out. Peace.